Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Guild Mateys, your favorite podcast. We have hearts to hearts, and that's not how that phrase goes. It's heart to heart. I don't know. Heart to hearts. Grammar's dumb. Anyway, uh, favorite podcast where that happens, and also people get decapitated. How are you guys doing? I'm a little wine drunk. Thanks for asking, though. I <laughs> Good, good. <laughs> I'm not decapitated, so I feel like I'm I'm doing well. So we're two for two on positive right now. Uh, how are you doing, Arthur? Oh, uh, well, I did a D20 vibe check and got a three. So I think the universe is saying I should be sad, but I'm more floating at like a five to six range. Like trending yeah, positive. I got, a, I got so. a vibe check of two. So yeah, uh, that's how my week's going, actually. this My Monday. Just another uh, manic Monday. Great reference. Anyway, so right now we're on a pirate ship. <laughs> uh... As where we last left off, Sinead is looking out the window as uh, it gets dark, as the night begins to fall. Um, it has been some time since the Medvedev, Med, I can't pronounce Russian words now that I'm no longer in the practice, but since the Russian ship left, and you're sailing ever closer towards your destination in Vodachi. Um, does anybody like to do anything before you head to bed? Would anyone like to keep watch for anything that go on? Or are we all just going to turn in for the night? Um, I think Sinead would keep a watch. Maybe like a short one. Before, like after everyone goes to bed, just to clear her mind. Do we have a lookout? Uh, we do have a lookout. His name's Enrique. Oh, um, so... <laughs> oh my fucking god. I'm just going to mute my mic for the next few minutes. It's fine. Uh, so you're keeping watch after everybody else has gone to bed. It is getting uh, a little bit cold, but, you know, it's still warm enough to wear a, a light jacket is just fine. Uh, you are in the South Sea, after all. Um, leaning over uh, the bow of the ship is uh, the resident lookout. His name's Enrique. I don't know if you guys yeah. have met before. Um <laughs> Um, and, uh, he turns around and sees you on your watch and says, uh, hey, hey, Captain. Hi, Enrique. Uh, how you doing? I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. Just fine? What's, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, uh, mm, I'd, I'd really rather not talk about it. That's that's okay. I I understand. The stars are, you know, majestic. Uh yeah, for sure. Um <clears throat> anyway, uh I I just remembered I I uh, 
left the 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 anchor in the kitchen, and he scurries off. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you're alone on the deck of the ship, you uh, feel the wind pick up just a little bit, and it uh, sweeps past your hair, um, and you can almost hear whispers in the air. Uh, okay, I listen harder? <laughs> Question mark? Uh, Did I roll for that? That was, I was about to say, I, I figured <laughs> I, you'd say something like, can I roll a wits check, but listen harder, that's fine. That translates to wits plus uh, notice on this one, so. So here's the deal. Uh, you get a zero, um, you're going to be... Uh, something's gonna happen and you'll be you'll be very aware what's going to happen as a player as a character you won't be uh a one and you will uh, not know this what's going on but you won't be completely uh affected by this um and you will get less and less affected as uh the more raises you get up to if you get five raises then uh let's just let you know completely what's going on you've noticed the 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 you know the crap out of that or whatever the kids say i uh <laughs> i got three raises all right um so you do not know what's going on uh you feel a little bit um almost like in a dreamlike state as these whispers surround you however it has no ill effect on you whatsoever um it is just another night at sea okay that's confusing but all right um while Sinead is on the deck, uh, Q and Arthur, are you two in bed? Uh, yeah, I think Arthur would be sleeping. All right. Well, let's see how well you're sleeping. <clears throat> uh, right, as you, you drift off to sleep. sleep. <laughs> no, but uh, you, you'll you see where this is going. Cool. Um, uh, as you're drifting off to sleep, uh, you start to feel that sensation. You know that weird falling thing that happens when you sleep? It's that. Except oh, it doesn't yeah. really Yeah, like you somehow like fall through your forehead when you wake up. You're like, bah! Yeah, it's exactly. A hypnagogic jerk. Oh, wait, what is it called? The... A hypnagogic jerk, I think. I I'm thought you were illiterate. <laughs> How does Sinead know this? H- Hannah is not illiterate. Sinead may be. <laughs> <laughs> Hypnologic jerk like feels like it should be a good band name, but I just don't see it working out. <laughs> that band definitely doesn't stay together for more than a year. That's an unfortunate band name, right? There. <laughs> so are you saying? I was hypnological uh, jerking myself. <laughs> Please don't don't say that again, Rob. Oh, um, sorry. So <laughs> it's perfectly okay. Just, just I don't need that. Welcome to horny jail, Rob. <laughs> I know. I avoided for so long. God, loneliness of the pandemic, man. Anyway, um, so Arthur, um, as you are falling, you also start to hear voices. Uh, they're whispering louder and louder. Um, but for you, it's not a question of whether you can notice what's going on or not because you're immersed in them uh, as you fall into this dream. For you. Uh, what happens to you is going to be determined by how well you can resist or lean into them. It's your choice. As the voices get louder and they start to form shapes and sounds, are you going to resist the story they're telling or lean in? Um, I think Arthur is pretty relaxed, so I think he's going to lean in. 
Okay. So, uh, roll a resolve um, plus... It's going to be resolve plus uh, empathy to make sure you don't lose your mind. What do we do if he does lose his mind? That's the fun part of role-playing games, am I right? Um, So, (laughs) if you roll a zero, uh, you are going to um, be a little bit delusional for a lot of the rest of the session, based off of the voices in your head. Uh, A one, and you're going to um, go on a heck of a trip. Uh, A two, and you're able to feel no real, like, bad effects but you don't gain too much knowledge and then it'll give you more and more insight about what's going on as you get higher raises above that uh so i got five raises (laughs) okay um so everything gets like laser sharp (laughs) for some reason it's like you're at the avalonian optometrist and they're like oh here's some spectacles and everything gets really clear um the whispers turn into voices and uh, you find yourself in a lucid dream, awake in what appears to be a jail cell. Out of all the places to dream myself, in a jail cell, really me, is this really appropriate? It's dead silence to your <laughs> interior monologue. Uh, it is wet. Um, inside the cell, it looks like there's a leak in the ceiling. You can hear the distant sound of rain and thunder. Um, and some footsteps in the distance, although they don't seem to be getting much closer. You are, um, alone in this cell. It's quite unsettling that I can't tell whether or not I'm on land or sea in a dream. Like, I don't have any sea legs, but it's damp and I can't see out the outside. Uh, couldn't I just sleep through the night like a normal person? <laughs> um... The place smells familiar to you. It smells uh, as uh, the dungeons of a castle would. No, that's not a ship. That's mossy stone. Earthy. This must be somewhere back in Avalon. The footsteps get closer and closer and closer to you, and you hear uh, the sounds of boots on the stone. Uh, a shadowy figure appears at your cell. You cannot make out a face. You can only make out the form. It appears to be a prison guard. Uh, the door uh, swings open. Arthur crosses his arms. Letting me out already, are you? Uh, you see the hand beckon um, as it uh, reaches out towards you. And it the shadowy figure takes uh, a left down the hallway and disappears into the dark um arthur is going to like blink and clear his eyes and then follow the shadowy figure you notice that all the other cells in this dungeon are completely empty you're the only one here it seems to be beyond your understanding who knows why this is happening you can hear the footsteps of this shadowy figure. You cannot see where they are because of the darkness, but they're pretty easy to follow. Also, this is a straight hallway, so it's not like you have much of a choice. Man, what does this say about my imagination? The scenery is so dull. <laughs> <laughs> um, you reach the end of a hallway in a large oak door. Anybody home? 
and he like knocks upon it. Uh, with the force of your knock, it uh, swings open just a hair. All right, Arthur kind of like peeks through the crack, like he's like a child peeking through like a door in his house that he's not supposed to. Like he feels very small when he does it, which is unusual for Arthur because he's tallish. Huge. <laughs> he's huge. Um, he, uh, when you peek through, you know this uh, a familiar shape. It appears to be a man dressed in wizard's robes. Um, his eyes are glowing bright blue, and he looks at you with a fierce sense of power. Oh, sorry, I, I wasn't trying to interrupt. Is, is it okay? Before you can finish your sentence, tendrils of lightning shoot towards you. They bounce off and reflect about the chamber. Um, Arthur, like, pats his, like, chest and is, like, breathing heavy, and I think, like, in his sleep is, like, starting to, like, breathe heavy in, like, the real world as well. Arthur, you fall forward and black out. You wake up in a cold sweat. And now we're going to Q. Q, how you doing? Q's not doing great. <laughs> Are you, is Q awake or asleep? Uh, Q is probably awake, lying on top of their bed, just sort of staring at the ceiling, thinking about Nina and Lady Arbol and their sister and their family and Adelaide and all the people they care about and just wondering if they're alive or dead, if they'll see them again, drifting to thinking about the black spot and trying to figure out what to do with that, trying to think if they can remember anything that they learned Um like probably futilely just trying to think if they know any lore or magic about that but just sort of anxiety spiraling um is your window open or closed which q probably keeps the window open um on temperate nights because he likes the you know the wind blowing in the salt in the ocean the wind blows in uh, a warmer breeze than uh has been blowing in all night it feels to be uh, upper 90s, about the same temperature as a body. That is such a, a weird... Uh, that That is... I mean, that's correct. The same temperature <laughs> as a body is just a fascinating um, simile to use there. Okay. <laughs> um. You can feel uh, the wind blow uh, against you uh, as if the embrace of being hugged by someone. Oh, that's nice. Um, you start to hear some more whispers. Well, for you, they're just whispers. Um, to listen, if, would you like to try and listen to what they're saying, or are you going to ignore them? Choice uh, is yours. Probably would listen to what they're saying. All like right! Wits plus notice! Wits plus notice! Same uh, rules as I gave Sinead. Boop, 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 bing. Boop. ba da ba pow Okay. <laughs> Tell me the odds. All right. So, uh, zero, and uh, you're going to be uh, very captivated by these voices. We'll, I'll let you know what happens. A one, of course, and you're going to end up um, not completely out of it, but you're going to uh, be affected by them, and you'll get less affected as you get more raises, 
Uh, you roll a five. I'll tell you just exactly what's going on. I got two raises. Okay. Um, the voices start to get a little bit louder. Uh, they start saying the names of the people you care about, the ones that are in your head rattling around so much. They're getting louder and they're speaking these names. It sounds like uh, they're speaking them within their own voices. You can hear um, Nina's voice speaking her own name and uh, Lady Arval as well. Um, interestingly enough, it seems to be going in reverse order uh, in that the people you have seen most recently are coming first to you and they're arranging themselves as if the voices have some sentience until you're filled with voices from people from a long, long time ago. You start to uh, hear and see some visions, although they're not as vivid as if you were sleeping. Um, And you notice that they are uh, people that you knew uh, when you were a child. Uh, You can hear the beautiful music of uh, Montaigne playing in a uh, courtroom setting. You can just barely make out your childhood friends. Um, L'Emperor is in the room somewhere. You can feel his presence. And you are uh, not being noticed by anybody, as if you're a ghost in this. Do I, like, do I see, like, a young Q there, or is it just, um, all of the people interacting? It's all the people interacting. You, um, you don't see yourself in there, uh, at, quite at all. And if you want to investigate what you look like, you can. Yeah, I, I went to investigate. Uh, I'm sure there's mirrors all around the Montaigne court. Uh, would you like to find one? Yes, I would. Uh, you go to the fanciest mirror in the entire court, which is, the joke is, it's Montaigne's. So they're all fancy. And you find yourself uh, staring at a younger version of yourself. Young Favy Q. <laughs> Their hair is probably not dark like? blue. Um, um, little baby how Like, how much younger? Um, you look about, I would say, ten. Ten. <laughs> um, they're, <laughs> they're not very tall, uh, because they didn't hit a growth spurt until they were, like, fifteen or sixteen. Um, <laughs> so, kind of scrawny, um, very lanky compared to now. Q's still kind of lanky, but, like, you know, more of a filled-out person. Just, like, very much little baby sticks. Uh... Their hair is, like, slicked back, you know, kind of parted and slicked down, uh, but still pretty wavy beneath that. And instead of it being this, like, dark navy that they usually dye it, it's just a a rich brown. Um, And probably, you know, wearing, like, a little nice frilly button down and some pants some cute little shoesies. <laughs> I am incorrectly imagining Junie from Spy Kids. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <Junie>. <laughs> it was the slip back hair and That's so funny. shirt. Honestly, the hair is probably similar to Judy, though. The shirt is different, <laughs> but the hair, is, it, it's like, you know, their hair is very naturally wavy and curly. So like trying to get that uh, down, especially when you're a kid and it's always harder to do hair. Um, yeah. 
Oh. Oh, that's fascinating. Behind you, uh, within your reflection, reflected in the mirror is a young girl, um, and she has a voice that's familiar to you. It's the voice of Adelaide, the daughter of the Emperor. Uh, she says she's the only person in the entire room who seems to be able to see you. And, uh, she says, what do you want? Like, like right now? I'm just asking what you want. She says, can I like touch her or do I, am I like a ghost or can I like interact if I like try and touch her arm? You can try. Yeah, I, I try. Your hand goes right through her shoulder. Uh, Key just, you know, kind of sighs, a little despondent. I want to see you. You always said that I could take my father's place despite not being a male, but you ever wonder if sometimes we don't make our own places in this world? that were fated to them. I don't really remember you being the sort who just took quietly to what people told you to do. As you say that, you start to get the feeling that something's a little bit off about her. She's not dressed exactly the way you remember her. In fact, the whole room seems to be as if somebody were to reconstruct your memory from what it was. I'll tell you more, but you only rolled a two. Anyway, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, okay, I have theories. What? You, you, <laughs> you, uh, you start to do the falling thing, and you wake up in the cold sweat. I just, just uh, sit up on the bed, kind of, you know, like feet on the ground. Um, their forearms resting on their legs, just catching their breath. And uh, this made the anxiety worse, actually. Um, So just trying to catch their heart rate, slowing down. Um, You do the best you can. Uh, We're going to move back to Sinead. Um, It is towards the end of uh, the watch before the earliest people wake up to start getting stuff done. About two or three in the morning, I would say. Um, do you uh, head to bed and get some sleep? Do you stay up longer to oversee your crew? Yeah, I'm gonna go to sleep. I need some. I need some sleep. <clears throat> All right. Um, here's the fun part. You arrive back in the captain's quarters. Um, you hear. <laughs> you hear a really distinctly masculine Avalonian voice, the only masculine Avalonian voice, go, Rah! and mutter something about a, uh, a hypnogenic jerk. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you, and then you hear some heavy breathing from, uh, <laughs> from Q's cabin. Um, but uh, that's it. Everything else is pretty silent. Voices are gone. Okay. <laughs> um, you are now back in the captain's cabin, and as you're drifting off to sleep, uh, you feel a little bit of a uh, of a falling sensation as well. However, since you successfully avoided uh, any truly deep hypnosis, there will not be any negative effects to this one, so you do not have to roll to avoid losing your mind. Um, 
Yay, Sinead. The voices solidify into, uh, actually, another deep masculine uh, Avalonian voice. Um, it's sort of has the uh, educational eloquence of an educated person, a noble person, but uh, also the same uh, way of speaking as a sailor would have. The voice fades away slowly, and uh, you now find yourself in a cottage in uh, Innismore. This Innish cottage is filled with a pretty large family, although, to be honest, a large family is more like a medium family <laughs> in, uh, in the good country of Innismore. Um, you see some, some, uh, some familiar faces, uh, faces you haven't seen since before you lost some of your recent memory waking up on the island. Um, most especially, you see your mother and father. They, it looks like none of them can uh, see you or interact with you. What do you want to do? I'm just going to walk around and probably see where my siblings are. Okay. Uh, the first one you find is pretty uh, pretty easy to find uh, because they were, looks, seem to be looking for you. You find your oldest, uh, oldest sister, <clears throat> Nani. Is it Nani, by the way? Yes. Uh, you find Nani. Um, who is looking for you, uh, since, of course, you are <laughs> invisible. They, she does not find you. Um, she uh, looks, walks right through you and asks uh, your older brother, Aiden, if he has seen you. He replies no. Juliara is eating breakfast at the table and re- looks to be studying a book. Your parents are... Uh, currently cooking breakfast for the rest of the family. The only one who seems to notice you is Mitty. Mitty has bright red hair and is looking right at you. Um, He doesn't speak because he's three, (laughs) but uh, he's looking you in your eyes. Uh, I go over to him. He is completely silent just staring up at you I just uh I just kind of take take him in I don't really recognize him like this the Avalonian voice gets comes back it gets louder and louder and louder you know it's definitely not uh, your friend Arthur's it's something distinctly different um, you start to fall and you wake up in a cold sweat it is now morning all three of you and you're all feeling extremely hungry. <laughs> um, Arthur shakily gets out of um, bed and he looks up and he sees the portrait hanging in Isabel's room of her and her former hubby. And <laughs> just like takes a second to like find where the arrowhead is that he was like holding on to before he went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um and finds it, and stands up, and shakily gets dressed and goes out of his cabin. Okay. Um, morning routine, Q. Yeah, I mean, after, at some point last night, having settled down and fallen back to sleep, 
you know, probably not as restful as they would have liked. Um, but the next morning they kind of wake up, they do their um, surprisingly complex skincare routine, um, despite the fact that we're at sea. <laughs> Sorry, did you, um, did you describe a... your, your, your skin routine as surprisingly complex? <laughs> yeah, surprisingly complex for being at sea. It is like if anyone was going to have one, it would be Q, but like it is still a little bit surprising that they managed to like scrounge from, you know, stuff that they've just gotten inland and on the ship. Like, you know, they have a lovely saltwater scrub. And, you know, right. Q always looks pr- well Skincare presented. Skincare routine, vlog. Right. Uh, you can't see me do the. Imagine um, Q holding up a saltwater scrub right in front of a hand so that way the camera focuses on it to show the label. Um, this is the uh, Lady Arbol Protex collection. Um, it's really good for anti aging. Um, it's very good exfoliating in case you happen to have an entire arm that is decaying due to some curse from coming back from the dead. Uh, currently on sale. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last, like, regular, like, story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap-up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and um yeah next week's gonna be the very last story episode season four finale and then um i'm not a hundred percent sure when the wrap-up episodes are gonna happen they may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy um and we're just kind of working around our schedule um so they might not happen for a few weeks we're gonna try to squeeze them in eventually um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, 
they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's, it's almost over. Um, yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened, uh, thus far. And I'll, we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Okay, but yeah, they have their whole thing. I mean, despite having been in C, Q always looks fantastic. Um, they don't need to touch up their roots today. They handled that a few days ago after meeting Nina. So uh, hair still looking good. Um, probably feeling a little bit uh, frazzled after the events of last night. The anxiety uh, problems also being amplified by having a very weird, creepy ghost dream. Um and they just head upstairs to get some food, hoping that there's some oatmeal. They would really like some oatmeal right now and maybe some dried fruit. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you find that stuff available for the first time in a long time because, well, you guys remember what happened. You guys got this stuff from Dusurians. Um, it's readily available. You don't even have to roll for it. Thank goodness for trade. Thank God. Um, I don't know what I would have to do if Q couldn't have oatmeal today. I I know. You know, sometimes your GM is just nice to you. Appreciate Um, it. I don't suppose, Arthur, did you get something to eat as well? Um, Arthur goes to the kitchen, but he's not hungry. He's just going to, I think he's just going to drink some ale to start the day off. He doesn't really want to eat. He just needs to vibe (laughs) for a second. Morning drink. So breakfast (laughs) of champions. Q would say to Uh, Arthur. It's the breakfast of lonely fucks like us. <laughs> I want, I want like a a, a weedy style, like a weedy style cereal box with Arthur like Rob doing a thumbs up. The breakfast of lonely fucks like us, <laughs> like holding like, oh, that's such a funny image to me. Okay, um, <laughs> Sinead, uh, yeah. what do you do in the morning? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna head to the kitchen as well. Um, probably a little grumpy from last night um, for the for all the stuff that happened. Um, kind of ordering people around and a little bit more stern of a voice uh, to do things. But she's gonna go to the kitchen and grab the hardiest thing that there is, whether that's eggs or meat or whatever. I mean, the hardiest thing was ale, and I already took it. So. <laughs> there's just there's one ale. Well, not a lot that. Of she, ale. she has a she has a ship that she needs to captain, so uh, she's not going to go for the booze first thing in the morning. I mean, that is how most captains got through their day, but <laughs> fair enough. Sinead is better than them, so I agree. <laughs> so yeah, whatever the hardiest thing that is an ale in the kitchen. Um. You find uh, find some eggs that were boiled not too long ago. Um, they're Usurian, so they're, you know, hardy and were probably frozen at some point, but you know how it is. Um, 
All right, the three of you are sitting down after your nights uh, together. Anyone want to say or do anything? You are you doing okay, Captain? I'm fine. Just want to get to our destination. Yeah, you you sound fine. I heard you, uh, you know, giving orders from down here. So you know, I was just checking in. Well, ship needs to run. I just kind of look at uh, Arthur. <laughs> And look at Sinead. Um, Arthur pretends not to notice and just, like, drinks and leans back <laughs> and says, It's kind of the shame we're jumping right back into Vodachi. I think everybody here could use a break. Maybe actually enjoy the coastline somewhat. Or trek inland and never see the ocean again. Honestly, that actually sounds better than vacationing at the coast. Yeah, I could actually... Well, no, I, well, I would never want to not see the ocean again again, but, you know... I do. I could actually just use like a little sabbatical from the politics after we sort this whole thing out. I don't think I'm going to get one. This is why my parents took vacations all the time. I think. Well, the sooner we get to uh, Valdachi, the sooner we get rid of Giuseppo. Wait, your parents <laughs> would vacation to avoid threats on their life? Uh, upon to avoid threats that... on their life? What? <laughs> Giuseppo uh, walks into the room and says, Hey, I heard that. Well, you haven't been very helpful, Giuseppo. You got to admit. Captain, a little hostile out the gate, don't you think? Hey, what uh, what did I do to you? Is something what's wrong? She's I just didn't kind of nothing. in the mood today. Uh, uh, I was fifteen at some point too, I guess. <laughs> or is it fourteen? how old are you? Fifteen. Fifteen. That's what I said. That's what I I knew that. I knew that. Um, Giuseppo, like, <laughs> quietly, uh, sits down, uh, at the table and, uh, starts eating some eggs, <laughs> trying to avoid looking too embarrassed by getting <laughs> yelled at already. By a 15-year-old. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if he were not tomato red enough, uh, Loriana walks in not wearing the pendant. <laughs> uh-huh. Q definitely notices that. <laughs> Uh, Arthur just says, like sips and like raises one eyebrow. Loriana <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, uh, "Good morning, everyone." Uh, making a point to look at everybody, but Giuseppo, uh, Giuseppo is really interested in these Usurian eggs. I guess he's never seen them before. Loriana, <laughs> has anybody ever told you it's deeply unsettling that you can't see us, but you do look directly at us? <laughs> Uh, she says, I'm a very surprising person, you might say. Full of surprises. Well, color me consoled. Loriana, are you some kind of witch? It's dead silent. Um, what, why do you ask? I'm just curious. <clears throat> Um, well, I, uh, if I were, I'm not sure that that would be something I would tell you. Why not? There are many, many witches in Vodachi, and I may have picked up a thing or two. Like, is that how you stole that ring? Borrowed? 
I borrowed the ring. You did not borrow the ring. You did not have an intention of returning it. Uh, and you literally uh, took it after an entire trial where Sinead was almost put to death for trying to borrow that ring. <laughs> Arthur starts laughing and he says, I shoot a glare at Q. Q's <laughs> <laughs> looking at uh, Loriana, who I assume is looking back in Q's direction despite not being able to see. Uh, yes. I mean, she can hear your voice. Yeah, still. Um, Arthur says, yes, you were certainly going to return that magical item to the, uh, the good old Inquisition. They would have taken that well, huh? Do they think they have a drop box for them? Oh, hello, boys. Here's the magic <laughs> ring I stole from you. Uh, she, she's like, what is, what is going on here? Why is everybody so, what is going on with you all? So accusatory and snappy. Nobody's accusing anybody. I mean, to be frank, we are the spookiest ship on the seas right now. I mean, four and counting dead men, plus one blind witch. She, she shrugs. <laughs> like I, I, she, she gives kind of like a like a look that's like in your general direction. That's like, oh, you got me there. Um, and uh, directly after that, you hear. Uh, a sailor with a Castilian accent scream at the top of his lungs, Land Ho! Oh, good. We're here. Well, not good yet. Um, do, we, do we have a plan? It's a good idea, Q. Let's make a plan, shall we, since we're all gathered in one room. Yeah, I think it would be best to make the plan before we head ashore instead of trying to do it while we are captured by whatever guards for kidnapping the prince. Uh, yes. Um, to avoid that, Giuseppo, uh, I think we need a bit of guidance on how exactly we're supposed to return you to your fathers. I, uh, I didn't really think that part through. What have you been doing this entire time? What do you mean, what have I been doing? I've been helping you guys get from the land of the dead back to Vodachi. What do you mean, what have I been doing? I've been doing my job. Oh, is that what it's called, doing the job? I say looking at him and looking at Loriana and looking back at him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold up. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) Look, I'm just trying to help, help out here. This is, we're all in this together, you know? So, uh, the plan, get back to the, the plan, Giuseppo says, um, depending on where we land, there could be some guards, there could just be a coven of witches, there could be the empty coast and nobody there. Well, I kind of look at Sinead and Arthur, do, do we know where we're landing? He says, if we're going back to my home city, then I would assume we'd end up pretty close to... I'm assuming it would go to the ports pretty close to the city itself, which is usually run by the the city guards and such. No witches, unless somebody made a great, very grave mistake. How's our navigators doing, Captain? Uh, how are our navigators doing, Brennan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, navigators are doing great. <laughs> um, you guys have not have any had any issues that you know of, and uh, you've been doing a good enough job as captain. You would know this. I'm not going to make you roll for that. Okay. Uh, they're doing fine. Uh, so, my biggest question, 
is what is going to happen when people start to see you and recognize you alive and on land um well first of all we're not technically alive well, I mean, we, we people are People are alive. going to see you, that's my point. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, I just, we might as well be, be factual about this. I say, I say that we give me a disguise. So we smuggle you in, then? Smuggle's kind of a, a word for thieves and, and pirates and those lowly sorts. We Where are technically pirates. Where do you think pirates. we are right now, Giuseppo? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good point. Uh, he, we killed the men who owned this boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he says, "Okay, okay, point taken." Um, but yes, we can smuggle me in and see if we can land an audience with uh, my father's. Uh, Vivaldi will be a little bit each easier to reach, but Marcello's been, from what I remember at the time when I left, he seems to be keeping to himself more lately. Well, why bother with talking with them both? Have you made up your mind of who you want to, uh, I don't know, the, which family you want to readopt yourself into? I'm not really sure how this all works. I want to go back with my father, the one who shares my name, but what if it's the wrong thing to do? What if I really am not his son? I think you're the one that's allowed to make that decision at this point. Whether you're his son or not, since we can't prove anything otherwise. So, all that really matters is who you see as your father. He... he kind of smirks a little bit, and he... you can tell that he's really started to trust you ever since that first, um... ever since that first conversation uh, on the Isle of No Name when you started to get to get to know each other. And um, he says, you've always given really good advice, Arthur. Well, let's hope he doesn't kill us all. Laurentia's a pretty easy city to navigate if you're able to get in. Um, I, this crew, I imagine, would have some experience in uh, talking at a major port. Uh, half of them are from Vodachi, after all, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, the problem is... What exactly should we disguise me as? Hmm. Does he have, like, a beard or something? Uh, no. A lot of his hair got singed off from that time you let him burn to, to a crisp. Remember? He's mostly bald. <laughs> so he, he is missing uh, most of the hair that he had originally, actually. So he, he does look a little bit different in that respect. Well, maybe we should just shave the rest of it off and, you know, just pass you off as a tradesman. Or you could just be, like, you know, gesturing at Loriana. You could just, you know, be her attendant. She looks like she could come for money. Um, she, <laughs> she blushes, by the way. <laughs> um, he says, attendant? What exactly is an attendant? Did you, like, not have attendants? I had attendants, but I'm a prince, and she's not... Well, yeah, so you just pretend she's a princess and, like, you're not. You just switch the I roles. I hate Giuseppo. <laughs> I hate him. Why? Arthur, Arthur's rolling he's his just... eyes super hard at this one. Oh, what's a, yeah, an attendant? Same. Like, yeah, no shit. You had servants in your 
palace. You know you did. You know that shit that you have your servants do? Well, instead, you would just do that for her. He he seems, like, visibly confused. <laughs> he goes, I I don't think you understand. I I am You calling me a dumb? Prince. She, mm, <laughs> he's about to say something, and then, like, he, like, flash cuts through all the times that, uh that you and your friends like cut someone's head off or blew something up or uh wasn't me also wasn't me well it wasn't you q but you know he he's like hmm he he, he's gonna uh choose uh there's an old vodachin saying discretion is the better part of valor and uh he's gonna just kind of shy away from that one q is Um, raising a single eyebrow in that way that i also raise a single eyebrow when i'm (laughs) done with this shit (laughs) I've seen it. I've seen it. It's a work of art. It's a true skill. He says, okay, okay. I'll be Loriana's attendant. Um, Just to really sell it, though, um, because I I do have more aristocratic mannerisms, maybe we could pretend to be like newlyweds on a vacation or... Something like that. Yeah, I think that'd be really believable. I guess I just don't understand why you were asking me for a disguise when you clearly had an idea of what you wanted to do already. Sinead lets her head fall on the desk. (laughs) 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 Well, well, I... uh, uh, Making decisions was never really my forte. It's something nobody really knows about me. Oh, I'm sure more people know than you think. Giuseppe opens his mouth to say something indubitably rather stupid. And you all start to hear the whispers again. Is the, uh, is the breeze particularly talkative to anybody else? So you hear them too? Faintly. Unfortunately. Uh, They're getting louder. However, they don't actually seem to be coming from within your heads. They seem to be audible in the the air around you as if it's this is actually a sound that's real do giuseppe and loriana seem to notice it absolutely um giuseppe looks kind of scared loriana um is uh doesn't seem to be too bothered but then again she spent like a hundred years in hell so right you know (laughs) same old shit as usual (laughs) (laughs) yeah loriana is like same shit different day (laughs) (laughs) so arthur wants to try something arthur would like to activate his glamour resist sorcery (gasps) nice okay then uh voices uh voices are are gone (laughs) you don't hear anything (laughs) okay so on your guys's end all you see arthur do is just like wave a hand in front of his own face and then just resume drinking his beer what was that? I, Q says, wiggling their fingers. Hmm? Oh, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if I move... I just get up from the table. If I leave the room or move, do the voices change in intensity at all? Uh, they get louder as you leave the room, step into the hallway. Um, they seem to be coming from above deck. I will go to where the voice is the loudest. All right. Uh, you follow, follow the Q. voice. You both follow the voices louder and louder, uh, which takes you up to the top of the deck. Um, you notice that, despite it being 
the morning, uh, it's getting darker. Uh, dark clouds are uh, assembling <clears throat> where the sun is. And uh, the land that you see uh, looks to be um, the same sort of drawings and representation of Odachi that you've used to seeing. However, it is definitely not the city, uh, not Laurentia, not any sort of city at all. Um, it looks to be uh, more of a wilderness, uh, and you can see hundreds upon hundreds um, of women chanting with their hands in the air. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> you also notice that the sails of the ship are very clearly uh, being pulled to the uh, pulled to the south. Um, the ship is by all means pointed towards the right direction and is sailing towards your destination. And yet the ship is being pulled in an entirely different direction. Q, you would know this as <laughs> disobeying all laws of physics as the ship is being pulled in a different direction than uh, the wind is taking it. Sinead, the ship's going the wrong way. <laughs> um, so when Ar Arthur's going to follow them up on deck after finishing his second beer and, uh, what does he see? You is it see, all the same? you see witches, but they they're not like loudly chanting. They're just like normal voices. <laughs> you can barely hear them because they're like two hundred whatever leagues away. <laughs> what 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 do um, Q and and Sinead look like to Arthur? Uh, they're normal. Like nothing looks odd except for the giant coven thing going down. Uh, you just. They just, I mean, they sound like they can hear them. Hmm. Arthur's very glad that he made this decision to block out the noise. Um, Arthur's going to stand next to them. Um, Sinead is going to start running around the deck and trying to prevent whatever is happening. Like, you go over there, get up on the sails, and you'll start directing people around trying to prevent this. Uh, because, you know, like... She knows enough to where something is wrong. The, sh the ship should not be going in the direction that it's going. I'm going to go. Right. going to try to fix it. Uh, yep. I'm going to go back down toward Giuseppo. Okay, you go back down toward Giuseppo. First, we're going to have Sinead roll a sailing plus resolve check. Okay, I have two extra sailing raises banked. So I'm probably going to use those. Um, you said sailing plus resolve? Yep. Uh, okay, that's pretty good um so you get a zero uh the ship gets pulled in with the witch tractor beam and you guys wreck so don't, don't do that uh you get a one it gets pulled in and you guys wreck but no one gets hurt you guys get a two you guys pull in you get wrecked um but um you guys saw or have some salvageable materials uh anything higher than that is just less and less sever severity you're going to need a four to not to avoid having the ship run a rocks uh run aground and crash on the rocks and strand you guys uh and have the lady morgan be no more okay i got a four without the raises without the extra raises so i'll use that all right um you command the ship uh, the Castilians and Vodachans are running all about. There's, you hear all, lots of, I captain, I captain, I captain, as you order them all around. Um, it's a heroic effort 
And uh, as the, your entire crew pitches in with the sweats of their backs, it begins to rain from the dark clouds that assembled. It's dark. Uh, it's uh, some lightning going on. And you guys are able to keep the ship from being pulled. However, the sails um, are still pulling in the opposite direction. And you are at a stalemate. Uh, the boat starts to swirl in a circle as uh, the force of the witches is being pulled against the force of the ship. Q, what's going on? Q is gone and down with Giuseppo. Giuseppo, or Q, you're with Giuseppo. And Loriana is still there? Yep. Weird magic shit. Do either of you know what this is? Loriana says, um, it appears to be uh, Vodach and Witch magic. That that much I had gathered. Um, do you know why either of you? Um, Giuseppo says, well, uh, Marcello was rumored to be consulting with some witches. I, I, I never really found out if this was true. Maybe they have similar interests. I don't know. I, I, I don't see why a 200-year-old witch governor would want me for non-political reasons. I'd Right, and he like looks nervously at Loriana. Loriana like shrugs, like eh, they could. I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just checking. You still don't have um, memories, right, Loriana? Um, she says, "I mean, bits and pieces." Which bits? Which pieces? None of the useful ones for the situation. I would still like to know. And that is where we're gonna end the session. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.